Hey, we were uh, we were busy in Philly. Yeah, that's why we were late. We were we just were talking, cut off the plane. We were talking. Yeah, I just cut off the plane. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DMBA show. <laughs> the show that many people are saying started it all. Many people are saying that. But shadows of the form, brother. But shadows oh, of the so form. True. You know? Shadows for sure, man. Uh, uh, no, of course, we got a great show for you today. You guys might have heard we've been working hard behind the scenes. And what many people are saying is the worst kept secret in sports media. Seems like a lot of people A lot knew. of people knew. I feel like I was late to I don't, it. I don't think we'll ever have a secret again. You know, and I think all city will never move in silence That's ever exciting. again. That's exciting. Uh, yeah, we, we opened up PHLY, our Philly sister site. <laughs> we have a new I don't know why we do this to ourselves vote oh man yeah can't wait for the Boston launch no listen it's important to have a roster of you know like the next tier of the best bigs in the NBA <laughs> that's so you true. know what I mean you want to so cover true. all your bases that is such a good seriously, point sincerely uh great team of content creators yeah uh and we'll get to it we'll get to it but I'm just saying congrats to our friends yeah congrats, congrats to, to our friends. friends but that's not we're gonna be talking about the disease of more I was thinking about this in light of Harrison Wynn has a great report about the Nuggets coaching staff we're gonna go into that report about the status of the Denver Nuggets assistant coaches going into this year and what that means is it out of the ordinary is it somewhat ordinary mm. is it set the stage for something but as a broader topic just the disease of more is Denver vulnerable now that they won a title and who might be the most vulnerable? We're also going to talk about the best fits for Team USA. Is it Michael Porter? Is it KCP, Aaron Gordon? That'll be a good discussion. And then we have a snake draft. Sports phrases. I'm really excited I'm, for this one. It's my deepest board I've ever created. I don't... You guys may not love this one. We're going to love We're it. Gonna love We're going to love it. I think they're going to love it. it. I uh, think you're going to love it, too. Uh, the best two-man game in all of Denver. My partner, Brendan Vogt. A couple of old stiffs hanging out here, oh dude, on the gosh. DNVR set. What a treat. What it's good a to treat, be back, man. man. I was out of town this weekend, and it's nice to get out of town, mostly because then you remember that Denver is home, baby. Denver. Denver's the place to be. Denver is indeed home. One of the great cities in all of the world, certainly in the U.S. Um, and now one of four markets to be part of the all-city banner. Um, and more to come. A very exciting time for us. We opened up Chicago about a year ago, a little bit over. We went a whole year without opening another network. Very unusual for us. But we opened up PHLY, and I spent a little bit of time out there. People didn't even notice. It was in stealth mode. You know that? <laughs> People didn't even notice I was gone. I was, Eric, people have noticed Eric's been gone for like a month. Right? Well, he's even his absence is kind of loud. You know what I you mean? He <laughs> so finds true. a way to take up a lot of space, even when he's not there. But I have to say, first of all, to your point, we opened up PHNX uh, a couple years back. Two, two, yeah, almost exactly two years ago, we opened up PHNX. Wow. And I remember when we did it, the Nuggets had gotten swept by the Phoenix Suns. Right. And I remember there was a lot of our diehards and a lot of our fans and people that are with us every day that were like angry. They're like, how could you do this? And try, and our response, people are like, you want me to watch Suns? And I was like, no. No. We don't. Not at all. Not at all. The whole point is that they have their own version of a network now. You don't have to go over there. Uh, we haven't even, you know, there's we haven't even done that many crossover pods or anything like that. DNVR is sacred to us. It's we, our home. We might have. We just decided we don't like them that much. <laughs> right? We just kind of chose not to. They started talking trash immediately, and I was like, you know what? I hate my brother. This is one thing I think the company, there's just a very clear understanding of this across all levels. I love the way this works out. All City is a a an awesome venture, a passion project that we all think is important. DNVR will never change. All right. City will expand. Yeah. DNVR is still for the same people it was made for by the same people it was made by. And that'll never change no matter where we go or how much we grow. And take a look around. Todd Davis on staff now. Look at right. our Buffs coverage and the great stuff that we've added to our Buffs coverage. And, and obviously, Coach Prime, a big part of that. Eric Lacroix. Pat Sertan was in this very seat just a couple hours ago. DNVR is getting better. As All City gets better, DNVR is getting better. I've never been more confident about All City as a company, DNVR as a company, and, and it's it going to extend to Nuggets. We have some really cool stuff going on with Nuggets uh, that I can't wait to get to. But I was in Philly, and like I said, so... Phoenix, you know, whatever, Chicago, whatever, all of these companies, I will say, people don't realize this industry, man, how hard it is. This is a really hard industry. You either get a job at an established place that's probably dying, and then you hold on to that for dear life, or you're crazy enough to try to start a company that has to be profitable. And I'm telling you guys, there's so many idealists that are online, especially in the social media age, that just look at everything through the like how the world should be. And then you say, like, what should a media company, how should it run? Right. And it's like, that's all cool. 
The real world's so messy. It is so freaking hard to get anything off the ground, let alone four different networks. And what it takes is obviously incredible dedication from our leadership staff, including our fearless leader, Brandon Spano, who just always pushes forward, is always moving Relentless, forward. Relentless, dog. But it also takes people that buy in on a local level. And one of the things, like, I can hate PHNX's trash talk, and I can take extra pleasure in watching their losers lounges when the Nuggets clown them in games five and six of a playoff. Sure. So just, just as an example. Just as an example. I'm just using right. random, just mm-hmm. whatever's like front of mind for me. I can revel in that, but boy, do I respect Saul and Espo and the work that they put in and the leap of faith they took with us to say, you know what? We're going to do something so crazy, 99% of them fail. And the same goes for Chicago, a group of people that had established careers that you're like, you know what? I can either sit at my desk job or I can be my beat reporter in this place for the rest of my life and kind of go here, or I can do what I really want to do that carries enormous risk. And Philly, if you hate Philly and you hate the 76ers, you hate Joel Embiid and you hate even some of the people on the staff who are great, great writers or this or that, but they're the enemy, you can hate them. The one thing I'll say is those people, I respect anybody willing to take the risk and say, you know what? I like what you guys are doing. I know it's risky as hell. Probably won't work. Like odds are always against you, you know, this way or that way and say yes, but I'll work my ass off to make sure it does work. I respect it, man. Hey, man, nothing wrong with a little sports tribalism, right? I think we've all accepted that. And part of the reason why another team within the All City Network may annoy me so much is because they're doing their jobs right. It's not for me. I'm in Denver. It's not for you. So power to, you know. To, to all of them across the network who have gained our respect, who have bought into the vision. And it's it's really cool, man. It's really cool to see it permeate because I think at the core of it, what fans appreciate about it, there is so much room for that in the yeah. industry. And we're going to try to fill that hole, dude. Also, aren't we kind of above it now? Like when Phoenix launched, they had swept us. It sucked. What could you say? But now I look at Philly, the Embiid Jokic thing, and I look at it and I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Oh, yeah, no. Listen, we're, we we won that battle. Come on in. I'll, I'll yeah. take, again, I'll take the second best big on the roster. Yeah. It's take like, I'm, any I'm, time, man. It's fine. It's crazy that we have the first best and second best center to cover. That is really, yeah, what a treat, you know. What a treat. Uh, That's we, really we cool. We own the block, the paint, and the uh, whole city. Yeah. Um, I went, while I was in Philly, though, I have to say, I love going to these different cities and really getting to know them. I feel like I really know Phoenix. Not my city. Sure. Not my tempo. Yeah. Not my tempo. Chicago, one of my favorite cities in the world. Absolutely love it. Philly, not my tempo. A different city. I'm not an East Coast type person, you know. Very interesting. It, I Very interesting city to spend some time in. It's not subtle, the it's, culture. It's you know what I mean? Subtle. Whatever it is, it hits you over the head, right? Right as you walk in. But what really struck me when I was there, vote, they have something that they call four for fours. They like it's like a, a local term that they kind of use for each other, and that is fans of all four teams, and they wear it like a badge of honor. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, he's a Phillies fan. I, I'm more of a four for four That's personally, awesome. and it's like, oh, you like all the sport, and I love that. I love that they wear it. It is an incredible sports city. I will say this, and I love Colorado. I love Denver. Some really good fans here. Out there, I was there for you know four, three, four days, whatever it was. I saw people in. Eagles and Phillies gear everywhere. I don't think I saw anybody that wasn't wearing that. The entire city was wearing Phillies and Eagles. I didn't see any 76ers. I think I saw one. I They're think, a little mad at the 76ers at the moment. Well, yeah. Well, that's, it's been a long moment, to be honest. But <laughs> there, it, it, it really has gotten over in that culture in a way that it almost extends beyond sports fandom. Like yeah. you, to rep Philly, you rep one of those two teams in particular. You may not even be particularly in tune with the league or the sport, but as someone from that city, you you wear that. And right. I think that's really, really cool. And I think that's some of the stuff that we really try to tap in and propagate and spread at yeah. All City. So, But there's no doubt, man. I, I There's a specific way that Northeasterners really, really throw themselves at sports fandom. Yeah. And it's one of the first layers of Philly culture is the way that most of the city seems to have to wear it on their sleeves like it's it's part of the city jersey not just the team jersey and that's exactly it it's civic pride it's like this thing of even their bad teams the flyers for example that these people are insanely proud of and yes. they're like yeah that's our shitty hockey team yep. man like and they just they, they just wear it and i the sports culture there was just so palpable and i loved it and i came back thinking like this is going to be my new mission i think it might be my goal of the next 365 days we all know i love my nuggets 
We all know I love my Broncos, even though I don't believe in them. Newly Buffs. I'm a new Buffs guy. I'm a Buffs-pilled guy. Uh, even the Avs. Love my Avs. The Rockies have always been a little bit like, I don't know what my relationship's supposed to be for it. But I have this idea of like, you know what? A true sports fan is a four for four. Mm. I love this idea of like, yeah, but they wear your logo. And it's okay to hate love them. But sometimes that's what you got. But I just love this idea, and I'm going to try to bring it to Denver, the idea of a 4 for 4 And I wanted to ask you this vote because you are the self-proclaimed greatest transplant in Denver yeah, history. Aspiring, aspiring. Aspiring. But you're a diehard Denver Nuggets fan. Yeah. Take me where else. Where else do we go? Okay, so Avs pilled. I watch the title in this bar, right? Yeah. I don't watch hockey. I'm an NBA guy. We cover this team. There's not a lot of room. The seasons happen at the same time. So I've never had a hockey team. I have absolutely no problem hopping on the Avs train. That playoff run was sick. How how motivated are you now to like just follow them along the regular season? Even if you're not watching the games, just to kind of be like, okay, 100%, what's going on? hundred uh, percent. I particularly, yeah. I'm interested in it. You know, the idea of a potential title defense was super on the table. And the dopest part about working here, even if I didn't see the game, I come into work, I get to talk to Rudo and AJ and I just yeah. ask them, right? Or right. I'm following along with their show. The Avs, if you say, hey, do you want to go to an Avs game or do you want to watch this playoff game at the DNVR bar? It's a hard yes. I love courts. I love baseball. Yeah. I am ready to love the Rockies. Yeah. I think like most you of You know a good baseball culture because you're a Cardinals fan. They have a great baseball they, culture. They do. They do. They like to pat themselves on the back a little bit. They yeah. do. But they do have a great baseball culture. I think Denver actually has the ingredients I think it wants to be a baseball city. I think me, like most of the city, need a little... Takes two to tango, brother. Right, need yeah, a yeah. little bit more from the Rockies. But I'm willing... I want to be there. Buffs pilled as well. <laughs> kind of Coach Prime's too cool. Yeah. It's too fun, man. I was like, maybe going to be a sneaky hater internally. Yeah. But, and then I was like, nope. I think a lot of people were like sitting there waiting. And then you see it and you're like, why would I... I wanted to take the hate side. Hell no, I'm on the love side. hundred percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna confess something to you and the audience. Oh no. I'm trying to get there with the Broncos. Good. I will say from the Broncos, an, you're reaching them in their worst moment. I that's <laughs> kind of where I'm struggling. Also, from a narrative perspective, for me, I loved being on the ground to watch the Nuggets finally get it done. The Broncos are, you know, I've been one, two, and three in this town for a long time in terms of popularity. And so for me, there was less to sink my teeth into. But I, I'm watching. Yeah. Like I was also like, man, 16 points again, huh? Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I want to see that change. And by the way, dude, I'm a Giants fan. I saw that week one as well. There's room for another football team in my life. You I'll know, say that. here's my opinion on how Denver sports evolved over the last 30 years. I mean, obviously, the last 30 years has been this. It's been a transplant. We've been diluted by all the people moving in here. But I think there's a secondary, and it's a smaller impact, but a meaningful thing. The Broncos' heydays were the 90s, and they obviously had another, you know, have been great. But that was where, like, the 80s and 90s is where if you were covering sports in this town, you were covering Broncos. And these other sports arrived. I mean, Nuggets were here as well. But then the other sports arrived. But you were at your best. You graduated to Broncos. Like, you maybe did some time here, but you graduated to Broncos. And I think, unbeknownst to the people doing it, radio, print, even television, these people were making it so that... The Broncos was a status thing and everything else was lower. Therefore, the fan had almost followed that because there was this natural or subconscious desire to suppress the other things as the minor leagues. And I think it culminated. We all remember the fan like six years ago had that email that got leaked from their program director that was like, oh, ha, 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 these other stations talking nuggets are all struggling. There's never a season to talk nuggets and abs. Ha, 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 ha. And... It's like that was where the subconscious became the conscious. They were trying to make it so that all these other teams. And I'm thinking, like, I feel a civic responsibility to my city. Sports really are, like, one of the best ways to get everybody together. So this idea of, like, (coughs) we have the Broncos cornered and we need to make sure everything else sucks and nobody follows them is like, no, you're actually screwing your own city over. And then you go to a place like Philly where all the Eagles fans are also diehard Phillies fans and 76ers fans. Now, nobody moves to Philly. This is part of it. Like they're not getting diluted by anyone. Nobody, everybody's leaving, trying to leave if they can. <laughs> but this is part of it. But it's a great, great sports city, and I'm excited to see what that fan base and what the group of people does. It's probably going to be our biggest market, just on size wise. Um, and then passionate. I wanted to ask you, who do you think are the great American sports cities? Oh uh, man, that's is that on the other side of the break? No. Oh, we're just talking about. Yeah, it we'll right just now. run through it now. Cool. I want to get to Nuggets stuff. On I'm still, the rest of the I'm show. still rusty. That's a that's a great question. 
I'm New York is in there, and it New can, York definitely. It, I mean, it has a lot of people. Some of this is just volume of people. It's like it should be right. Yeah. It, it needs to be, and it is. But we know the Bing Bong guys. Like eh, <laughs> it can be overstated. Also, just the sheer number of teams. Like you talked about the four for four thing. The cool thing about New York are the sort of unofficial sides. Yeah, you know, with the split of all the teams that you might take. Yeah, Chicago's up there, man. I think Chicago's up there. I think so too. I think natives from LA will tell you it is. It, I don't think it is. I I don't. When I lived there, I didn't. No. I didn't have anything like this. Good baseball and basketball. It's yeah, kind of it. But I felt kind of everything feels fragmented. It's so hard to explain yeah. in LA, but it doesn't feel connected the way. Yeah, I don't think they're they're part of that. I think Philly is up there. I mean, Philly has to be up there. I think Cleveland is up there. Cleveland is great, man. Cleveland, Cleveland is great. A, great. I mean, they have nothing else. You know, a lot of this is the, like the cities where nobody's moving to to dilute it. And then also where it's like maybe a little less cool to live. So where sure. you have sports are like sure. one, two, and Bo- three. Boston. I mean, I, yeah, I'll, it's a phenomenal to. sports that, How bad did that it's, feel? Yeah. It, I didn't like it. Yeah. But, you know, my thing, too, is if you have a couple of downtown stadiums, I'm in. I'm yeah. in right off the bat, you know, and, and that's. So it's particularly baseball, but uh, I think Pittsburgh. I think of as another one. Pittsburgh is great. One thing Pittsburgh had. Detroit's a good call Detroit's from a great in the one, chat. Yep. One thing Pittsburgh has that's really cool is the almost sort of universal pulp color scheme thing that I don't think any other city has come as close to. Yeah. Like black, white, and yellow, you just associate with Pittsburgh yeah. in, in, in a way. You might not. I see in the chat, no coast bias, fifty percent off. Hell no, no coast bias is a DNVR shirt, not an all city shirt. We still, again, this is still our motto. DNVR does not change. We yeah. are not. It is one way that we differentiate ourselves. I mean, I know a lot of people have kind of compared the Philly launch to um, the Athletic and just said like, "Oh, so they're doing what the Athletic said they were going to do." Honestly, man, we feel so strongly about this. So many people have claimed to serve their local audience and then gone for the big buck. We just made him a separate network. We said, you know what? Here, you have your pool of money and success and different things. We're going to have ours. And as we grow, we get that. And you guys can go grow over there or not. But DNVR is its own thing. So no Coast Bias, alive and well. And I'm going to wear that to all these markets when I visit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like wearing the Nug Life shirt, the No Coast Bias shirt. Seattle is a great one. And um, the Sonics, if they were back, it would be a no-brainer. Seattle, Seattle, you're right. They have good. They have a great sports culture. They have they a do. good football culture. They're Mariners, pretty big culture. Yes, they like the team has historically been terrible, but they're one of those fan bases who give them an inch, they'll take a mile. You know, and okay. uh, they have a good soccer culture, which I know is not your favorite thing, but they've shown, they do have a good soccer they, culture. They you're kind right. of um, there's people just want to like sports in Seattle. I think, and yeah. so if they had an NBA city, obviously they'd be up there too. And Denver, I think, Team. is probably in a, a, maybe a little bit class there. But again, four for four. So I'm making it my mission Denver, here at DNVR. Four Denver for has, a, they have all of the teams and they have downtown teams. I really think the biggest problem is what it doesn't take a genius to recognize. It's the 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 transplant nature of the population, right? Or the ratio. But I'm just curious if transplants are more likely to convert now that the local teams are winning championships. I think so, man. I mean... It, first of all, it makes it much easier for me. The Nuggets stuff, I was there to begin with. But again, if the Avs were terrible, would I tell you enthusiastically I'm ready to watch the Avs? Probably not. Right. But I got here, I watched them win a title, a, a title, Stanley Cup, right. and now I'm all in. So that that is how it works. Let me know in the chat if you're a 4 for 4 by the way. Let's take our first break. On the other side, I want to know in the chat if we have any 4 for 4s around. Uh, on the other side, though, the disease of more, is it coming for the Nuggets? And how does that play into Wynn's latest report about the coaching staff entering the final year of their contracts? Let's talk about it. Hey, no matter what your favorite sports are, if you're physically located in Colorado, you can download the Circus Sports Colorado app and do some betting. Circus Sports bets can only be made while physically located in the state of Colorado. You have to be 21 or older. All rights reserved. Circus Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit problemgamblingcolorado.org. And remember, fellas, ladies, next time you're making a Vegas trek, please do consider posting up at Circa Resort and Casino. It's an adult-only casino. They check IDs at the door, so you don't have to waste time fumbling for it at the bar. There are no kids in your way uh, at the bar to get to what you probably are prioritizing in Vegas. I won't speak for you, but for me, it's booze. Uh, Maybe it's sports. Stadium Swim, a 4,000-person capacity venue with a 143-by-40-foot LED screen. It's open 365 days a year. It is an amazing place to watch your games and watch your bets unfold. 
and hopefully uh, cash in some winnings. Check out Circus Sports next time you're in Vegas. Are we not trading off? No. Okay. All right. Give me give me one second. You're on I, here while I... Uh... All right. Uh, oh, my goodness gracious. Speaking of expanding your Colorado sports fandom, how about the PIDs? Now, I understand uh, there's some teams... We have a PIDs read? There's a PIDs read. Now, oh, man. I, hop on the PIDs, guys. Buy, buy at the dip. Buy Isn't at that the what dip. They say? Hey, listen. I, I will honestly <laughs> tell you the, the earnest pitch right now about hanging out, uh, becoming a PIDsman or a PIDs woman is the culture. And soccer all around the world has done such a great job of cultivating community, of cultivating fan clubs, right, to run alongside the clubs. And while the Rapids are struggling, there is a base of dedicated Rapids fans who want to welcome you. They're not gatekeeping. Check out the North Boundary at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. It's the newest to the Colorado Colorado Rapids game day experience. The only field level patio in Denver sports. Each ticket on the patio at North Badger includes a drink voucher and gets you access to food trucks and concession options right by your seats. Right now, these are accessible and affordable tickets. Get yourself out to Dick's and uh, become a PIDS. Up the PIDS, man. Up the PIDS. Up the PIDS, baby. Um, so far, nobody in the chat at four for four. A couple three for fours. Couple three for fours, but no, no four for fours. I'm huh, telling you, we're gonna convert you guys. We're gonna make this a thing. Um, all right. So, Pat Riley famously coined the phrase "the disease of more," and it comes for a team as they're trying to build a dynasty. And we know, I think Michael Malone is cut from a Pat Riley cloth mentally. Mm. I think they're very similar guys. Pat Riley's from New York. I assume he looks like he's from New York. Do we know? I don't even know. But look it up for me. But um. Probably from Queens. This would be my guess. But he... Um, it's from New York. Yeah. They, he's from, of course. Let's see if it's better. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> they both have this thing where they immediately go, no, we're focused on a championship. And once you win it, it's like, we're going to do it again. Remember, that was Pat Riley's line, Michael Malone's line. It was the, now we go to dynasty. But he, having been through this with the Lakers in the 80s, he looked around and he said, you know what? The hardest thing with building a dynasty is everybody wants, they're not happy with just doing the same thing again. They want a little bit more for themselves. That's the disease of more. Some people want more money. Some people want more shots. Some people want more credit. You know, it's fun winning championships, but what I'm always the third guy on the credit list or fourth guy. Like some people just want a little bit more credit. And hmm. I actually think the more I think about it, I think Denver can overcome it. I think they have the personnel to overcome it. But I think it's going to be a real challenge this year. I actually think it is coming for them in a couple different facets. Before we get into specifics, do you think that will be a storyline to this year? Maybe not a big one, but that we're just like, ooh, there it is. There's the disease of more a little bit. Yes. I mean, there is a, a what goes up must come down component to dynasties and team building, right? And it's none of them last forever for whatever reason. And so I I, I think there's there are going to be some... The, what allowed Denver to to succeed at the level they did was the the magical level of buy-in, the sheer number of people that were more than not just content but thriving in what they were asked to do. So <clears throat> that's a delicate ecosystem, and sometimes all it takes is one particularly important piece to kind of upset that. So yeah, I think that's what any defending champion you're battling contentment or. The disease of more, which is maybe, yeah, I, I mean, I think Porter's the obvious candidate. Before we get into specifics, I think that's where everyone would look. You know, do how long can you get five guys that are absolutely down to play the same role every year? Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where a championship, when you don't have one, one is everything. It, you'll, you'll do anything for one champ, your first championship. You don't want to be a guy without one. Or you, the guy that, the goal. that messes it up. Or the guy that messes it up. Yep. But then there's like there's diminishing returns in some cases of like, well, I've already got three. So like the fourth one, I'm not willing to come off the bench. I'm not willing to play defense that hard because I, I've already got a couple like the, the, the cost is a little bit, you know, th those wires don't cross as much. If we were to rank these, who do you think? Actually, I'll just ask you, who do you think or what do you think might be the first instance or the most likely instance of the disease of more? What player or person or, or, or dynamic? Yeah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to stir the plot, the pot, but Porter's the obvious answer, man. Is he? I think so. I think his I think there's a lot of candidates for number one. Okay. I would say it's Porter just because of the the size of the talent to the the size of the role. It's it's just natural 
that he, like if everything goes well, he might say, how long do I have to be uh, just happy to be here? Yes, please. Thank you. You're welcome. My work hat's been on. My hard hat's been on. And whether it is more shots or like you said, just credit because Malone has really taken the tough love approach. Porter apparently buys into that and they're all champions. But is there a, a time, is there a clock on that? Mm. And, and I wonder if that becomes a grading message to him over time. I'm not implying that it will because of something I know. The awesome part of this story is that it hasn't been an issue. But that is one of the big reasons why Denver was able to win. And so I think it's it's an easy place to go with this discussion. Is there ever a moment where the disease of more is healthy? I mean, I always think back. Somebody shared it on the timeline. I think it was Bobby Meyer or something today had the, like, Porter against the, Celt- uh, the yeah. Clippers where yeah. he posted the, like, yeah, Murray and Yoke, it's a great two-man game. You can never be mad at that. But at the same time... <laughs> Absolutely. So I just wonder if if he was maybe right at that time. Is there, do we see some of that this year? Maybe there's a fine there's a fine line, right? I think if you're, it's. I always think about Jordan Poole, who got a lot of free range to kind of approach and grow into that role how he wanted to, and then there were moments where that looked like such a perfect thing for Golden State, and then there were moments where it became disastrous. Uh, specifically because it almost seemed like he got too much runway initially. And then you're looking at the question you never want to have in Denver with Porter versus Jokic, which is, okay, Poole did take that shot. Curry's on the floor. Did this have to to happen? But I think Porter just generally has a better perspective on that stuff. Maybe there is. We've talked about this a lot this summer. Maybe there is 5 to 10% more from him that turns them into the dynasty and not just the team that was hard to game plan for one time. So there's a fine line to it. Murray is a guy that could go either direction. Uh, you know, in, in, in the healthy version, it could be what we've talked about with the year of Murray, which is, hey, enough of this sidekick thing. Like, I'm ready to be one of the best point guards in the league in a good way. I'm ready to become consistent well, in the regular season. Let's stay with Porter for a second. I just wonder, for me, my internal calculations, I think Porter made all the necessary sacrifices to get Denver here. I actually think the onus is a little bit on Denver to meet him now like okay there the disease of more can go too far he could want too much but i do feel like denver owes him Jokic, murray michael malone i think they owe him a little bit of a hey throw this guy a bone he wants to see how good he can be let's give him a little bit more and see how it goes and by playoff time we need to all buy in and move in the right direction but i do right, think that right. the disease of more for michael porter is a little bit fair and that the team needs to meet him if we go, i love that um i love that jamal murray is definitely on this list I kind of actually might even have him as number one. Okay. And the reason, and again, these are all fair. None of these are like unfair. Murray should want less, actually. No. <laughs> Murray is really good. We know what he can be. He's never been an all-star. We know he's talented enough to be that. Some of that is probably just on him. He hasn't been healthier in shape or this types of things. But some of it is also just probably that he sacrifices a little for the better of the team. He plays next to Jokic. But I do wonder if this year, the first 10 games of the season... Murray's taken three, four shots a game where we're kind of like, huh, right? That seems new, and maybe that seems a little forced. And maybe we don't love it, yeah. but there's also a chance that Jokic is like, hey man, keep taking those. It's fine, <laughs> I mean, right? Good chance, especially yeah. early on in the year. The Murray thing can absolutely go two ways because there are the moments where you need him to capture lightning in a bottle in the playoffs, yeah. And then there are all those moments where you know him pressing can work out. But you have this option that will work out just in terms of Jokic largely on the floor and his influence. So you don't necessarily want him pressing too hard. But I think it's okay for him to come in to the start of the season and say, okay, this is my time, right? Like I will carry the Herculean load here on offense. I'm ready to get X more shots up and I'm in shape. I'm ready for the start of the season. And maybe that's what the team candidate decision was about, right? Mm. Just okay, that was a long run. I need some rest so I can come in and start the season the right way this time. I'm only projecting, not in his head, but I, that is what I wondered. I even wonder with Murray, like for me, Murray, the best way he can get more is with the bench. Hmm. To me, Murray playing the same way he did with the starters, but taking his game up a level when he's not with Yoke, to me is the perfect. That's where you add four or five points per game 
but you don't change anything in a negative way. You just help fix that bench. To me, that's the best way. If it comes at the expense, if it's the Murray Jokic minutes are kind of like not as impressive as last year because he's a little too loud, that's a negative disease of more. And I think it's on the table, even though I don't think it'll happen. Right, right. The the bench thing, there was this weird dynamic with Bones where I think Murray was trying to tightrope walk being the guy with that lineup, knowing he was better, but knowing that Bones feeling happy and involved in his development was important. And how they played together on the floor never quite clicked. I don't know if it will with Reggie, but I do wonder if without Bones there just as a prospect with upward trajectory... It's a cleaner start for Jamal with the bench if they stagger. And he's much he's much more able to say, this is my unit. Here's what it looks like when the ball's in my hands. I think Peyton Watson could want more minutes. I mean, he, take, he took a redshirt year, and I imagine there's a little bit of a like, okay, but this is my year. And I just yes. think that with him, I would not be surprised if he gets benched at a, some point this season. Not permanently, but just I wouldn't be surprised if it were like 10 games into it, and it's like, huh, he's averaging 11 minutes, huh? And because first of all, we've seen that with so many players, Michael Border, Christian Brown, like we've just seen it over and over again. And with him, I do wonder if he just kind of views it as I redshirted last year. Last right, year was right. my patience year. Right. And he he wants it so bad. So that's the basis of what I'm about to say. I could see him forcing it in tough no, stretches totally. of his rookie year. I will also say that with the obvious exception of Bones, who we just talked about. This is often where Malone has made a lot of his money, in my perspective. I think he's really good at keeping those guys motivated and locked in while also helping them understand what waiting their turn means and also why they're waiting their turn. A guy we probably will not have to worry about this for juxtaposition's sake is Christian Brown, who I don't think has probably ever complained to a coach in his life, um, just because that's just how he seems to be wired. I think the least guys are KCP, Jokic, and yeah. Christian Brown. I just don't think those guys are going to care. I will yeah. go to Zeke, though. Zeke's in a contract year. Zeke's in a contract year. And I do wonder, two scenarios. One, he doesn't play well, and he's not playing a lot of minutes, and he's probably wondering, like, I need to go somewhere where they're going to let me roam, let me play so I, I can get my value up. Or he plays really well, and then he's looking around going, like, all right, 18 minutes a game? So here's what I imagine. I want to be very careful about how I say that because I'm not... Here's what I imagine. If I'm Zeke's agent, that's definitely how I feel. At some point, there's got to be some urgency, right? right? And who are you? What is what does your next opportunity look like? And is it going to come here? And I would just wonder if... I don't know if the pressure would come, but if those conversations internally with Zeke's camp are there already of just... You've got this opportunity, but this is a guy who I think has some NBA rotation caliber to him. right. And the clock is ticking. Like you want to get that opportunity and develop before you're too old and before you're viewed as just an eighth or ninth guy. He has a chance to be someone um, on an NBA roster, and that clock is ticking. I did That said, the opportunity will be here this year, so it is his to go go and seize. But yes, I would think that there's that conversation is happening. The last one, and maybe the biggest one, another candidate for biggest one is Michael Malone. And Harrison Wynn's report today, or yesterday, late last night, that the Denver Nuggets coaching staff, Malone has two years going on in his deal, but the coaching staff all has one remaining on their deal, all the assistants. Now, first of all, I don't know how uncommon this is you know, in the NBA. Assistant coaches, they change a lot. There's a lot of turnover. It's actually pretty remarkable that there's no turnover for Denver this sure. year. I actually think it helps a lot. Yeah. They have no turnover. Yeah. They didn't lose David Adelman. They get to bring back and have that continuity. I think it's a big deal. But the fact that they don't have, and it seems will not get, extensions going into the year, I do wonder if that does set up a Malone disease of more almost, where it's like Malone has been the face of the team. There's been no conflict. We've not heard a Michael Malone conflict in any way with ownership. There's, it's been very cordial. He raves about Josh Kroenke, and he's raved about Tim Conley. He's raved about Calvin Booth. But I, I see that one, and I go, hmm, now, maybe this is the Cronky way. Cronky has been kind of late to all of his extensions, for, for, for especially for coaches. And maybe for better or worse. And maybe for better or for worse. Somewhere. And so I do wonder if Denver's a one seed by the All-Star break, if that's when everybody gets their extensions, just because it's like, hey, I wanted to see if you guys can st- you know, stay hungry. Yeah. But I do wonder with Malone, he's been such a good team player as a coach and a face of a... I do wonder if he even could look around and say, why am I not getting coach of the year votes? Why am I not the highest paid coach in the... Whatever, right. like, I am I not getting this and this and, and what have you? And sticking up for his staff, too, right? And we know he's been so 
I mean, every coach is, but he's so vocal when a guy gets an opportunity or an interview. Right. You know, Wes Unsell Jr. is the obvious example. Malone wants all these guys to get jobs. Um, yet there is something to, uh, I mean, Malone is, in, is entitled now to whenever the next conversation about a contract is, hey, I would like to know what the legendary Denver Nuggets head coach deal looks like to you. On yeah. Because that's <laughs> the lifetime deal, if you will, because we're there and we did it. So I would think maybe not this year, but um, yeah, there might be a little pressure to... I, I just wonder if he postures. Like, he's at a moment right now where if he were to get fired, I don't think he's not. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, he won a championship. It is not happening. So maybe he knows that and is like, you know what? I could get a little reckless in my pressers right now. I can go to media day and say, ah, you know, demand some things. Well, I could see that for sure. Yeah, for sure. A little more brazen and emboldened. But I, I think with Malone, it's mostly just hunger, too. I mean, I do think it. he really does want... Not just for the extrinsic reasons, but I think he really does do want to go win five, six titles in a row here, which would be incredible. Um, to disease and more, I just—I I mean, the lucky thing is the team's best player, Jokic, seems to be like immune to this. He's like a—he's—he's a, he's a monk. In yeah, this, you know, he's so far above the it, disease of more. It's not. Yeah. And that helps out a lot. And honestly, it's half the battles. If your best player is, is on board, you're halfway there. This is where his his at times maddening indifference or seeming indifference, I think, is a real benefit. He has, he has the disease of less. Of the ash, per se. <laughs> he wanted less no MVPs. how much he achieves, he yeah. just... He's like, I don't actually want an MVP. <laughs> oh, I'm trying not to so win true, anymore. Man. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, what nuggets will fit best on Team USA next year? Tracy McGrady declares his favorite player in the entire NBA, and Michael Porter Jr. proves he's a one-sport athlete. <laughs> Mike's the best. Uh, Fubo TV, baby, 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. Did I say sports? How about uh, the Pac-12 network? Why did I mention that? Well, they still have the University of Colorado in tow. The University of Colorado. America's University of Colorado. Everyone's behind the buffs. You can catch all the action. Don't miss a minute with Fubo TV. Ch uh, stream live TV from any device. Watch all your favorite college football and NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash DNVR. That's www.fubotv.com slash DNVR. Sign up for 15% off your first month at Fubo Pro. Illegal Pete's is a really cool place to take your Eight friends. 8 yesterday. What'd you get? I got my classic bowl and the side of queso. I eat a lot when I go there. I really have that's a, awesome, a unhealthy, you know, the two meals, basically. Well, that's because their food is so effing good. So true. Uh, and it's just a no great regrets. place to bring your buddies. They have a hot, happy hours, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Chill out on their patios and enjoy a burrito, a buddy, and some beer. Mm. That's what people have been doing with Illegal Pete's for 28 years, Adam. 28 wow. years. We're back. All right. And we are back. All right. There's been new, some little news that we've missed recently okay we're going back in time a little bit for some old headlines can we bring up the michael porter jr he was where was he at taiwan where did he go i think so yeah i'm gonna I think he was in taiwan i think sure. he was in taiwan and he was went to a baseball game and he threw out the first pitch let's judge this first pitch Alyssa. Do three two one Play ball! oh, oh yeah. okay Oh no, Mike. Oh no, Mike. Oh no. All right. I, two, uh, yeah, hey, let's see it again one more time just so we can get it. Uh, eh, oh. <laughs> Was that the first time you ever threw a baseball? I think it's up there. <laughs> I'm also going to say this. This is the best shooter in the world. It's, he makes threes from that distance. That's a, that's a tough. That's a. Pitching off a mound is a tough post-back surgery motion. I will say that. Is that what it is? <laughs> it's part of it. <laughs> Come on. So, uh, it looked a little stiff. Yeah, he, he looked might, a little stiff. Listen, he found the right sport. You know, I don't know if he did, to be honest. 6'10", with the length? That's Randy Johnson. He has, he's built like Randy yeah, Johnson. Yeah, we just saw the pitch. Yeah, uh, so I'm going with basketball. <laughs> he's pretty good at that one. I, sometimes you get those athletes, you go, I wonder which else they could have. I think Mike's playing the right one. Um, I have a hot take. Yeah. I think I am better at every than Michael Porter at every sport but one. Can you tell Michael Porter this? No. Okay. I might. Absolutely not. I might. I just. But be honest. You just saw that baseball throw, right? Yeah. 
I did. Can yeah. you? Th- are you better at baseball oh, than Michael Porter? Also, his yeah. strike zone is like enormous. Are you kidding? Like that's the easiest. You can't throw a ball against him. He'd look pretty rough swinging a bat. I think too. <laughs> I bet he would. So yeah, I think you're better at baseball. I think so. I do. Football. I don't even know if he could play. Okay, fair enough. All right, hockey, same thing. Okay, golf. No chance. He's but well. The, Come right. on, man. I don't know. All right. He's definitely better at darts than me. You, you <laughs> Anything have, that takes like the shooting motion. You do have some annoying hand-eye coordination, though. It's unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable over here. Um, all right, let's go to Tracy McGrady. Speaking of being in Asia and doing interviews, let's take a look here. Wow, what Tracy a connection. McGrady. <laughs> can't believe segment. I just connected these two. Uh-huh. Uh, which player you like the most? You enjoy, you enjoy a lot in our I love that he just ignored it. Look how uncomfortable she is. Like he's not listening. I like, I like a lot of players. Uh, I like Devin Booker. I like Kevin Durant, yeah. Jalen Brown. All right. Um, I like Mikael Bridges. Let's just name the whole NBA. Be a, a, a really good player. I like Jalen Brunson for the Knicks. Really? Um, huh? Steph yeah. Curry. Okay, LeBron yeah, that James, one's good. James, the obvious okay. guys. But my yeah. favorite player okay. 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 is right Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic. Number one. I think that's what they're saying. He's back to seeing him. Look at him. He's just out on this interview. I love it. All right, that's good, Alyssa. Um, so, first of all, where's that technology, Alyssa? Let me get some emojis. Yeah, come on. Where are Can the emoji I... sunglasses? Yeah. Just throw it on us. Your thoughts? Oh, right. Sorry. How do you feel about <laughs> Tracy McGrady now? Is, for, is he up? Does he take a step up for you at all? Well, yeah, obviously he knows ball more than I thought. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's. I, I will say this. I think we're at the point where that is like the trendy answer. I think you can... Really? S- I, I have seen some of those questions where you see a player, I think maybe yeah. would like to answer the question differently, and they think about it for a second, and they're like, it's probably Jokic. It's Jokic. And I, that's- Tracy McGrady in the club, man. Okay, so Tracy McGrady follows a lot of basketball content creators. Yeah. I, I think his account does. Yeah, his account. Thank you for that. <laughs> He's never interacted well, with yeah, me. That's a good point. You don't. You guys don't talk. No. He's a huge Jokic fan, apparently. So, but I do. I, here's what I'm getting at. It's a tiny bit of the AI thing going on. Of I think like Tracy McGrady oh. loves hoop, man, and he's still plugged in and he's still watching. And what have we always said about Jokic? Ironically, he's actually the ultimate eye test player. Because if you're <laughs> watching, then you know. If you know, if you know ball, and then if you're not, you're not. You know? I do like that the people that were slowed were like Nick uh, Young. Right. Um, you know, yeah. Stephen you think he Jackson. Was glued into league pass? Yeah, like you know, like Denver, these guys are like terrible basketball IQs. Yeah. But then the guy like Tracy McGrady, who's like a, an all-around talent, is like, you know, who's nice, man? This guy's kind of nice. But here's the other thing I think about T Mac. So T Mac was T Mac and Kobe. For people that don't know, I'm gonna give you backstory of the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. Kobe and T Mac were on a very similar trajectory. One in Toronto and then Orlando. The other in Los Angeles. So there was a little bit of a which one is going to be more popular? It's going to be Kobe. Right. But then there was also T-Mac was an insane scorer, but he was also more of the LeBron mold where he was more of a passer, facilitator, this or that, whereas Kobe was more of a Jordan, like scoring and nothing else. And I do wonder if Tracy McGrady, his career kind of did where he had some injuries, never found, got out, you know, whatever, came up small in some playoffs, this or that. But I do wonder if as the times evolved and Kobe became a demigod and Tracy McGrady is almost, I wonder, like, to your generation, what's Tracy McGrady? A what if kind of. He's an unbelievable, I think he's an underrated player historically yeah. because of how dope he was. But again, it happened. I think Paul George, he might be this generation's Paul George, but he yeah. was, yeah. Paul George and LeBron were going, ne- like for a That's while you it. thought yep. like Paul yep. George might challenge LeBron or this or that. And I think it was sort of like that, but same thing. Paul George was in Indiana. Then he was in Oklahoma city. Now he's on the Clippers. Like he's always been in the second or third tier markets. But I wonder if Tracy McGrady just sees the like, yeah, the all around. There it is. Like, Right, right, all around player, you guys. It's not just the scorer, the guy that does it all. Spiritually, a little bit of um, a LeBron introduction to the discussion as well, particularly juxtaposed with Kobe. Like, sometimes you do make the right pass. I mean, that's kind of what I mean, right? This is a guy who might be uh, very much seems to be plugged into 
the basketball scene, not just the NBA scene, but the basketball scene still dialed in with his uh, one-on-one league guy that just loves the game. And so I think it's awesome, man. I, the, we, we joked in the beginning about keeping a list of all the guys that have stamped him, but at this point, it's a list that if you're not on, you're on the losing side. That's like, so look true. in the mirror, man. Uh, Steve Ballmer has a new idea about how to sell season tickets. Let's Ooh. hear from him. Toilets. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm allowed to talk about this yet, but uh, we're working on what I would call a season pass instead of a season ticket. Uh. Season, you buy a season ticket, you sell it if you're not going to the game. I don't like that. <laughs> That's how we get all the evil other team fans in Sorry. our building. And I'm sort of tired of that. Yeah. BS. Pass, so a season pass, you can share like a Netflix account. You can share it with three or four people, but it's got to be those three or four people. Mm-hmm. You Ooh. can't just sell it to somebody else. Now we got to sell that at a low price. That's got to be a good price product, but we're going to have some season passes in there and you know, a bunch of other stuff. So I have a confession. Yeah. I've always hated Steve Ballmer. I've always said that he seems like, uh, like a character on Silicon Valley, one of these, like a billionaire who's so out of touch that he read a book where you're supposed to act wacky to inspire the working class, and that's why it's all an act to him. I'm turning a new leaf. Balmer has made a handful of creative decisions. He's insanely rich and doesn't need the money. And insane. And, and also insane. He actually Fun is genuinely combo. insane. Yeah. But I think that he's actually done enough things now that seem to not make business sense, but they make culture sense. No owners do this. Yeah. No owners do this. And this guy's saying, you know what? I'll sell a discounted season ticket. I love this, So dude. long as you can't sell it to anyone. I lo- So I love the addendum at or the end that, only. okay, fine, you have to price this thing differently, right? Because I do, the yeah. one thing, all right, these tickets are expensive. I like the idea of working class folks being able to buy those tickets. Yep. And if they need to sell them, I, so the price has to reflect. But I, the spirit of this, of keeping, and I think in Denver, it's, it's a belabored point. We all have, we've all been in Bali Arena some nights where you go, if it were up to me, this would look a little different. Yeah. Ratio would look a little different. Yeah. I think this is a great, great way to do it. Um, I saw the construction on that new stadium. It looks like a behemoth. I was in uh, behind enemy lines in SoCal recently. But I think that's a really cool way for an owner to be thinking about it. We want owners to think about these things as community assets. That's what I mean. And I know it sounds silly, but I think that is what that's... He has so much money that he's not doing everything. He's still probably... I mean, billionaires still like to make money, but he just has enough decisions. Even building the arena without a suite on one side because it reflects sound better. So he gives away all this, uh, the suite money just to make of like this like loud arena. Again, another thing that's like, ah, I might lose a million dollars a year on this, but God, it's going to make this place right. cooler. That's the thing. If he's willing to bleed on it, hell yeah, dude. And I just, I mean, look, I'm, the Cronkies, I think, have done a great job. They went, they're winning. That's the most important thing. I would love to see them do a couple things that just don't make money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just a couple like of one them. or two. Just a handful just of Just like, like one or uh, two. And by the way, running the Avs doesn't count. <laughs> um, lastly, we talked a lot about Team USA the other day. They're looking at, you know, LeBron's building a super team. Who do you think for Team USA rank the players that you think Joel most Embiid. deserve? Oh, yeah, no. Sorry. On the Nuggets, the who most belong on Team USA? Okay. For me, easy one. Watching that team, man, you know what they needed? You know what they needed? A glue guy, a dirty work yeah. guy. I mean, they had some. They had Bridges. some. They had some. But Adam, where was my Mr. USA? Oh, uh, Mr. America? Mr. America, you saw oh him in those goodness. in those red, white, and blue Nuggets jerseys. Oh my God! Captain America, Captain America, Aaron Gordon. This is such a good take because Aaron Gordon is currently what Andrew Wiggins was last year, but the better version in my mind because I decided that. And so, yes, that's right. You need one of those guys on any winning roster. That's a good take. Put my man Aaron Gordon. Send him to the Olympics. Put him on the roster. Captain America, Mr. Nugget. I'm with you, man. Yeah, uh, I think he probably is number one. Although I will say, positionally, I'm curious. Like, what what is t- they're, they're going for? You're gonna yeah. have LeBron and yeah, Kevin there's Durant. A there's a lot of forwards, but, but you just it, I don't even think it's about because with Aaron, what do you know? You don't have to worry about sacrificing for the role. Right. He doesn't need to be one of your top six. By the way, it's just oh, we can't get a stop right now, Aaron. You know, take the yeah. warm up off. And he says, Coach, I got you. This is what I do. All right. Who's number two? That's a good question. It's Michael Porter, KCP, Michael... or Christian Brown? Um, I think. I mean, that's like. I, yeah, list. I think you're right. I think you're right. 
I don't think this is the right answer, but you know, I'm just going to say Michael Porter Jr. I think <laughs> I like, I don't even agree with it, but it's my guy. I, yeah. You're going to make not? some good. First of all, why not? Hey, I thought they could have used some more consistent shooting. And I think at that tournament, I've said before, I think Porter would have shot the lights out. Um, he Mello was unbelievable. Like <coughs> him from that little extra foot. You Dude, get forward. I like, honestly on, think man. that's exactly what he would do. Just have eight threes again. Yeah, you, do you think the Porter quarters happen in Denver? <laughs> like, come on, man. So yeah, send him on there rebounding. And also who are we kidding? You want stops? You can put Porter on the floor. Tall. He's tall. He's man. tall. He's tall. And they did need some size. So yeah, Porter. All right. KCP or Christian Brown. I'm going to say Christian Brown, actually. Really? Yeah, because Wynn's not here. But I... <laughs> you just got to make up for him. No, I do think... I think you... And KCP's actually like this, so this isn't a slam dunk, argu, slam dunk argument. But Brown is that perfect, you know, junkyard dog starving for opportunity. I don't think he's capable of taking a possession off. Like, I don't think he's humanly capable of it. So even if it's just at training camps, um, you know, and 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 practices and just pushing each other, if you're trying to fight complacency, having guys like Christian Brown are a great option. Having said that, one of my favorite things about KCP is that he never quits and he always plays hard, even for a relatively older player. So I think they both make sense. I really do. All righty. Let's take a break. On the other side, I thought this was fun. I do think that there's real world where you build a roster where any of those guys are on that it makes them significantly better i legit think they should add aaron gordon to that roster uh, he does what they need um on the other side though let's get out of here with a little fun streak not snake draft of sports phrases let's official sports phrases go when you get hurt it's not your fault Backus and shanker are there to help don't be afraid to call them at 222-2222 you heard that right it's just 222 that's the number. That's how you reach them. And you're not paying them until they've won some money for you. So I know sometimes for folks, the barrier between um, legal action or even just looking into if they have a case is the fees and the idea of getting tangled up in a system that can cost them money. It's one of my favorite parts about doing this read. It's very easy for me to tell you that you can trust these guys and call them because they're not going to charge you just for that consultation. There's no fee until they win your case. And they do win cases. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. Backus and Shanker have the strength and power to win your case. Call them at 222-2222 to have a, find out if you have a case. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks, even at work, if you weren't at fault. Call them, Backus and Shanker, they win. We back? We have one more read. And there's uh, the sun is still out, folks. There's still plenty of reasons to get yourself some sick shades. There's absolutely no reason to overpay to look good because Shady Rays has affordable, stylish, and an extensive menu of options for you. And protecting your eyes from the sun, go to ShadyRays.com. Use code DNBR for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All righty. We are back. We're going to get out of here with some snake draft today. We thought we'd have a little bit of fun since it's the two-man game. And we're going to snake draft. This is the deepest I've ever made my draft board. I can't choose. It's going to be really tough. This is going to be a... It's official sports phrases. Official. Official. So these are not like nicknames or caller phrases. These are actual things like offsides okay. or you know jump ball, those types of things. Um, how did you do this draft board, Alyssa? Who gets first pick? Well, can we see the board? Let's just see it. Do we have our heads over it? Usually that's it. Oh, it's vote. You gave vote the first pit, you dirty dog. All right. Vote. You right. get the first pick here. You might. You're going to. I think you're going to be really surprised with this one. I don't okay. think you would have think I would have gone to this sport. That's what you say for like the fourth round, dude. What are you really going out first round? Anthony Bennett. What are we doing here? Well, Jesus, dude. Now I'm like <laughs> afraid to make my pick. I'm go. I love when things sound the way they should, appropriately yep. named. Totally. Uh, terms. I'm going with slap shot. I oh, that's a good is one. Sick, dude. dude. He just slap shot it. Yeah, oh, you're man. right, man. You know, a slap shot's really good. That well, you could have taken that so late though. I know, but I'm just I, I draft true to myself. I bro, know that's what know? I love about you. Um, I can't believe it. That was really. I wasn't even on my board, although it should have been. It was completely overlooked. Yeah, I my uh, my strategy is all types of. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the slam dunk. Yeah. It's such a dunk. It's a great one. I dude. think the first time there was ever a dunk, people were like, what's that? And someone's like, it was a slam dunk. And they're like, it totally was a it slam totally dunk. It totally was a slam dunk. 
Uh, do we actually know the origin? I'm going to look that up. It might, might be an interesting thing to look up. Um, I'm going to go for my next one, a home run. Yeah. It's such a classic, a home run. It just feels right. I agree with you. It's a great word. If you hear, if I, you pulled people, like, how good of a word is home run? They're like, that's a 10. It's a, it's, it's a 10, and uh, I'm going to cheat, and you're going to love this. I'll take Grand Slam. Dang it! Oh. I'll take Grand Slam. <laughs> is that better than home run? It it kind of is, dude. It's I a grand slam. grand slam. I feel like people slam. who don't even know what that means are like, yeah. oh, yeah, I know what that is for hey, sure. Hey, grand slam day. Yeah, that's yeah, great. All sure. right. What else we got? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go to the ring, and I'm going to take uppercut. Oh, an uppercut. You're so right. That's a great that's one. That's a great one, dude. That's a really good one. Just a strong uppercut. Dude, how's slap shots good too, man? You have a good board. You're working on a really good board here. Um, I'm gonna go with a sack. Oh, that's a good Dude, one, man. Yeah, yeah, he sacked him. I for, what so, we, it's like a weird thing to say, but it like fits football. Yeah. Oh, that's the big quarterback got on my sacked. He's and, sacked. And then as it escalates, it sounds. For example, if you watch that Giants Cowboys game, <laughs> like, and Daniel Jones has been sacked for the sixth time. Yeah, sacked. And you're like, oh, someone should help him. Someone really terrible. should help him out a lot. Uh, all right, I'm going to take another obvious one. I'm going with touchdown, baby. We're going touchdown. Wow. I got home run and touchdown. What value? There's nothing better than touchdown. <laughs> Just a quick question. Are we going, how are we doing this? Two at a time? Is well, that how we've been doing it? Oh, shit. Did I go in front of you? I think we've been messing this up. No, it's back to you now. Now you go yeah. too. No, now we're right. We're right. Yeah, right. yeah, now you go twice. Sorry. It's my first time fantasy drafting. Yeah, come on, dude. All right, touchdown's great. I, I can't believe I overlooked it. Um, it's it's just easy. I'm gonna go. Well, you guys know how much I hate golf, and yet I'll take birdie. Oh, I'll take birdie good, I can't four. believe you took it from I'm me. Taking birdie. <laughs> Dang it. That's one. Or <laughs> like so good. any birdies. The second you're like that's yeah, lovely. That's, that's lovely. Birdie. That's good. So good. They got that one right. I was on my board. It was. I thought I was gonna be able to steal that one later. Okay. I will move on to. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna take Ace. I'm gonna uh, take Ace. Uh, yeah. So that it feels uh, like an eighty. It feels like it died in I, the eighties, though. I, like we I should also, update the slang for that. Like, I agree. Oh, I feel like I might have just reached with Ace. I, I think you reached with reached. Ace. I think you're gonna regret I change that. It? No. Well, I guess yeah. I'll, no. Hey, you tell me, man. You, I can live with my. What mistakes. do you think, Alyssa? Can he? Can he change it? No, you got five. <laughs> you got, you got five right. more. All right, you're right, Alyssa. All right, I'm gonna take no hitter. Ooh. It's a no hitter, man. How many, hits, how many hits did he give up? He gave he was a no hitter. No hitter. It was a no hitter, man. Yeah, I love that. I love when you turn, when you just kind of change what category of word a word is. You just yeah. really cheat and bend the language. Hitter. Hitter. Yeah. No hitter. No hitter. No hitter. It was a no hitter. All right, man. man. That's great. That's great. Now I gotta I gotta respond. Are you? Oh are wait, you am I up, up again? Yeah, I think you're up again. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, I am up We've again. We've messed this yeah, up. We did. It doesn't matter. It's weird doing it with just two. Whew, man. I'm going to go red zone. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm going to go red zone. Where are they? They're in the red They're zone, They're in the red man. zone. That, oh. It's such a zone. Man, this is a hard draft. They're in the red zone, They're man. in the red. Okay. Do we have it yet? I'm going to take strikeout. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to take strikeout. <laughs> And then, oh, I might steal this one from Jen in the chat. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Ooh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Hail Mary. I'm oh, take that's a Hail good one. Mary yeah. at seven. So it's such a prayer. Yeah, throw it up there every now and then. It gets it gets uh, answered. And I feel like it's it was on my board. It's made its way across multiple sports now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I'm gonna take bases loaded. <laughs> They're loaded, baby. When do you say loaded? You never say that except for in baseball when the bases are loaded. I'm going to take you to some baseball games, bro. I'm going to make you a real four for four, dude. I can't wait. The base is loaded. That's a great one. Um, I think I'm going to next. This one is a real controversy. This is my first bad pick. Actually, I'll (laughs) save it for the end. I'll save it for the end. It'll still be available. Uh, I'm going to go to power play. Oh, man. I love it. They're on the power play. All right. You're kicking my ass. Power play. You're kicking. Sounds so intense. Sounds so official. I like this one because it can be used in media and rugby 
and I like to say the word. I'll take scrum. I'll take scrum. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a little scrum, man. That is a good one. And then I I didn't know there was so many good sports phrases. Did you know there's this many good sports phrases, Alyssa? It's incredible. I'm going to take Spike. I'm going to take Spike at nine. That's That's a good good one. one. There's power in it, you know? Dude, he spiked it. He totally spiked spiked it. it. Um... There's some good ones out there that I'm going to leave on the board just because I'm kind of in love with this one. I'm going to take a chip. Like in <laughs> golf, you just... Yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta chip it, man. I will say, the golf lingo is... It's is, the funniest. It's top notch. It's really funny. It's top Sometimes notch. you got to chip it. You're like, oh, my chip game is good. Such a chip. Oh, man. And then do you finish yourself up? Do you... Oh, sudden death? How did... That the chat is doing so good. Sudden death is so I good. Know, chat is kind of kicking our ass in a third collective <laughs> draft pool. Are you you pick one more or do uh, I? You do. You're up. Oh, am I, do I have another one? I yeah, got another you go, one. You go oh hell yeah! I'm taking up. sudden death. Are you kidding me? All sudden right. death is too good. The chat delivered it right to my doorstep. Sudden death. I'm gonna take one that is in tennis, and I can't believe it's still in basketball. But uh, some college guys love it. Gus Johnson loves it. I'll take Deuce. I'll take Deuce at <laughs> deuce. 10. <laughs> deuce. Get to the Deuce. I'm like, you guys just let that one rip, huh? <laughs> Man, uh, this is going to be a very interesting vote. Alyssa, how, how would you grade this one just looking at it? They're pretty even. Yeah. You think it's going to be 50 50? It's going to be competitive. I, think I know Alley Oop is Alley Oop is on the board. Crossover didn't get taken. Triple oh, double. What are triple we doing, double, dude. Crossover. I also had hat trick, which is kind of fun. Like what is hat it? It's a is hat fun. trick. An empty netter. I love an empty netter. Uh, eagle. You took birdie. I almost took eagle, but it would have felt too I much thought, like cheating. I liked birdie more than eagle. Birdie is better than eagle somehow. You know what's a good one from tennis? Let. What is that? Let when it just kind of hits the net a little bit, oh. and you have to redo the really? serve. Really? Just let? made up a word. I, I love that. I like roughing the passer. Roughing is such a weird one. Uh, flagrant foul, I think, is underrated just because we never use the word flagrant except for in this flagrant foul. I, I it's agree. a word nobody would know except for that. Pop fly, it just feels good. Charge. Oh, a charge. That's a, such a charge. Audible. Yeah, unforced error I like too because it's such an it's such an insult. Those are good. Those are unforced good. error, uh, and then bank shot just so iconic, but I couldn't squeeze it in. There's mm. a trusty old guy. All right, we hope you guys enjoyed this one. I can't wait to read the chat and see what everybody else's was. We might have more to do a whole other draft of this sometime. Everybody, thanks for riding with us. Hit that like button on the way out. We'll see you next time.